As operators in business, we are always trying to find efficiencies. And luckily, HubSpot has brought even more efficiencies to the business and to teams just like the ones that we're running. This efficiency that I'm talking about is called the Campaign Assistant. It is an AI chatbot. It is totally free to use, and it's gonna be perfect for you and for the marketing team that you are leading or collaborating with. You know, we spend hours a day on content creation for these businesses, and this tool is going to save the day. It's gonna transform the way that you build campaigns at scale. You're gonna be able to craft personalized emails, ads, landing pages in just a matter of minutes. You get to pick the content type, add your selling points, and AI will take it from there. It sounds like a dream, and it's gonna save us tons of money and time, and we're gonna be able to do this at a much greater scale. So if you're in the market for all of this goodness, then make your way to hubspot.com slash campaign dash assistant. This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to the very last episode of the Ops Authority podcast here in 2023. It has been so fun and such an honor to show up every single week for you guys and share what's on my mind, some learnings that I am having, and also just answer some of the questions and concerns that are coming through your mind. The best place for you to drop any of those questions that you may be having or situations that you're going through and want some advice on is at theopsinsiders.com. That's our free open Facebook group for anyone who has the skill set of being a project manager and likely wants to elevate in their operations career. So go ahead and join us at theopsinsiders.com. We'd love to have you inside of that circle. That is where we continue our conversations every single week from the podcast here at The Ops Authority. So Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with me all year long. I am wrapping up this year with an episode really looking at my business and sharing my year in review from 2023. I do this at the end of every single year and it's a little bit of a behind the scenes and I really value transparency and so I figure I'll bring it right here to the people who support me every single week. So here's a little behind the scenes of what's been happening at the Ops Authority here in 2023. So if you listen to my podcast at the end of 2022, I recorded a podcast about my word of the year. And my word of the year for this year, 2023, was agile innovation. Yes, you're right. It's not one word. <laughs> you can call it two words or a phrase either way, but agile innovation. And I want to take a second today to just share how important that practice is for me. Having a word of the year is much like a mission, a vision, and my values because it really helps me to stay focused and it helps me to determine when I should do things, when I should lay off of doing things. And 
really helps me to get the quality of ideas up. And so for me, I knew that this was going to be an interesting landscape in 2023. So as I put pen to paper at the end of the previous year, I knew that I was going to need to stretch myself in the areas of agility as well as innovation. And so I put those two words front and center for me and my team And we came back to those over and over. I can remember several times throughout the year where Alex kind of sat me down or partnered with me and was like, hey, this, you know, we are being agile. Look at how we're doing this. And here are some things that we've innovated on. And I know that because those are the things that are passing through my mind all the time. But it is not my natural state. So I chose those words because I needed to be challenged. I needed to think differently this year because I could tell we were going to be in a just a different economic environment. And I, of course, want the business to thrive and I want to thrive too. So what were the things that were going to help me? It was to be more agile. I am a project manager at heart. I'm an operator at heart. Those are the blessings and the gifts that I have. And so that makes me move very methodically, very analytically, and ultimately creates very, very slow movement for me. And as the leader of this company, that cascades all the way down. So the idea behind Agile and Innovation was I knew that we were going to have to innovate and bring new things to market. I also knew that, you know, moving swiftly and instead of having and feeling like I needed to have every single fact I was going to be okay with having, let's just say I'm making these numbers up, but let's just say like 60% of the facts that I would typically want to gather. So still, of course, fact-finding and gathering some information, doing some research, but not having to have every single data point to be able to move forward. That's what agility means to me. And I think we did better on the innovation part than we did on the agility part. But at the end of the day, the majority of my team are fact finders just like me. We are slower quick starts. And so, and I'm referring to Colby, if all of that language sounds like something you've never heard before. Colby is K-O-L-B-E. It's a tool that we use a lot. But anyway, my team is primarily very much like me. So that's something that kind of is pervasive in my culture. And I don't hate it, to be honest. (laughs) So anyway, agile and innovation really kept us moving forward. And it definitely helped me and reminded me as the leader of the company in my decision making process to move faster, to be more creative. I remember telling Alex one day over Voxer that this company is really a content company. When it comes down to it, from a marketing, from a curriculum perspective, from a teaching and a coaching perspective, everything in this company comes down to content. So I have to work on seeing myself as a creative and a content creator more so than a teacher. And so that's something I'm always stretching and learning on. And as we continue to build this company to become more profitable, to become you know, more ingrained, have greater impact, you know, those are the things that are going to have to stay top and front and center for me. So a little bit of how we innovated in 2023, we had our very first conference and event. You know, I have put together and been behind the scenes in dozens and dozens, I would say hundreds of events in my professional career. But, you know, when you host your own, it's a whole other ball game, And so We were able to deploy that this year, and it was such a rewarding and exhausting event. 
But what a big success for us. And, you know, to be profitable in your first event was something that I was very, very proud of, proud of the team, very excited for the people who joined us. And just to be able to spend time and space together, hold space together and see the the transformations that happen in such a short amount of time. You know, you guys know that we launch our certification several times a year or so from the perspective of agile innovation, you know, we tried some new launch topics this year. Some were better than others. And, you know, I still feel like I have that perfectionism in me. I don't really know if it's ever going away, but, you know, my just yearning to nail the launch topic that everyone resonates with, that is inspiring, helpful, transformative in a short amount of time you know, I I think we're always going to be in pursuit of that, but it was very much innovative on our team's part to get new topics, try new things out this year. From a launch perspective, we, you know, we tried a paid launch, which was a paid workshop. And that's the first time that we had ever done that. We added some downsells this year, first time that we've ever done that. And then, you know, sales calls or connection calls during our launches were added this year. So those were three new, like many initiatives that we did. We also, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but our applications used to be open all the time. And we saw an opportunity to deepen the relationship before somebody applies. And so we created a wait list. My team initiated that all on their own. And that was extremely rewarding. We also did fewer launches this year. So that's something that doesn't necessarily fall under agile innovation, but just, you know, from a behind the scenes and what really happened here, we did fewer launches. And that's actually contrary to what a lot of people did this year, because this year, let's just talk about the market candidly right now. It was a year. It was definitely a challenging year in business. It was an uncomfortable year. That's probably the word I will settle on best. I didn't like script that or plan that, but it just came to my heart right now as I was talking. And it was an uncomfortable year. It required our team to be leaner, to to produce, to be efficient, to find things that new ways of getting in front of prospects, of having deeper, faster conversations with people And, you know, proving the value of the certification, which takes me to something I'm very proud that my team really came together on this year to improve on. And that was data collection and data proofing before we make decisions. So our whole team, every single person, I feel like our team collectively is looking at data way more often it is a common practice. And, you know, I'm a naturally curious person. So, you know, when they ask me to make a decision, it is my natural reflex to come back and to ask for, I ask questions, which result in data. And I don't know if it is me leading the way, if it is just their curiosity as well, but I want to applaud the team for making huge advancements in the analyzation of the data that we have. And we have so much because we've been doing this. We now have been doing this for five years. And so the quality of the data and the quantity of the data is there. So just the emphasis on data would probably be my proudest thing that we were able to accomplish. And it wasn't necessarily something that I said, you know, I put my stake in the ground and said, this year we're going to be data focused. 
they're anticipating me, my questions, and they want to make quality decisions as well. And I fully believe, and I hope you do too, that the quality of your decisions comes from the quality of your data before that. So yay team. (laughs) We also, speaking of team, our team has not really had much turnover this year. We've We've lost a few team members, contractors who are, you know, wrapping up their businesses and going into different seasons of life. But for the most part, our team continues to be the same. And I'm very grateful for that because having continuity in team means that you're more productive. You don't lose time in hiring and onboarding and having and helping somebody to see your culture because when you retain talent, you you know you keep all of that. So yay for keeping a really solid team this year. Another quality shout out is our students. We served, I believe, 74 students this year. I think that's correct. So we added 74 people to our director of operations alumni family this year. And the quality and the caliber of student that is coming in is just awesome to work with. It's awesome to support high-level, high-thinking, independent thought leaders. And I know I speak for Gabby, Lynette, and myself as the main coaches here in our program. It's a pleasure to work with such superstar students, really. (laughs) Another thing from the student front is we're starting to see just more and more diverse industries that are joining us. You know, when I started the certification, I myself came into being a service provider when I was only supporting coaches and consultants in the online space who had and utilized an online business model, mostly digital and e-commerce. And so that is who our students were supporting in the early days of the certification. But this year in, you know, serving these last let's just say 100 students, we're seeing very, very diverse models, business models, diverse industries. And the very cool thing about that is that even though I started this and I created this content around the premise of an online business model, wow, the same exact knowledge, information, and skill as we've always known, can serve any industry. And it's really been fun to be able to watch this this work be applied to dozens and dozens of industries that even I've never worked in. Our students are inspiring to me all the time because you guys or them are showing me new ways of using this curriculum. And I'm very, very grateful for that. We have so many amazing case studies. We have so many amazing testimonials and the success of our program is industry leading. Honestly, people come to me all the time and ask me, how do you create a certification that has this kind of results? How do you create a certification or a program or an offer that has no bad energy around it? Like nobody's talking trash about it. And I'm very, very, very grateful both to the team that delivers and is so committed to the mission. And then on the flip side, for our students who come in here and who trust us and who work so super hard to achieve the success that they dream of on day one, that's our goal in the six months together is to identify 
what success looks like to them, and then have our accountability advisors support them through the journey because it is a journey, right? Life is going to take a lot of twists and turns in the six months together. The HubSpot Podcast Network has brought even more shows into my podcast feed. And one of those that I want to share with you guys is This Old Marketing. It's a show that's hosted by Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose. I've been listening to them because they are experts in content marketing, and that's always an area that I want to get better at as a business owner. And then I also want to know more about so that I can educate you operators. Here recently, they've been talking a whole lot about AI, and as you know, it's not going anywhere, and they bring an educational and an entertaining way of teaching me all about what is happening in the marketing space. So I hope you guys will listen to This Old Marketing wherever you get your podcast. Something really cool that we saw this year that's been a little different, it's on the horizon, and I'm sharing this with you guys because Candidly, it happened here, but I also think that this can be a learning point and a teaching point for you for next year. But more people found us on Google search this year than ever before. What does that mean? It means that SEO, search engine optimization, is a real thing. And when I came into online business and created my own business eight years ago, SEO was a really big deal, right? So that meant that blogging was a big deal. Using keywords was a big deal. That kind of fell off because, you know, we started to see more of an emphasis on video and social media. And while all of those remain true, I'm here to tell you that SEO is making a comeback for sure. So I encourage you to look at how you can incorporate SEO into your business. And it doesn't mean that you have to overcomplicate it and come out of the gate with straight perfection. So that is something new or kind of bubbling up over here. And we are riding that wave because we've got the data to tell us that people are finding us. When they search for directors of operations, they're finding our program. And that's something we're going to lean deeper into. An area that we just continue to work really hard in is organic marketing. Speaking of SEO, organic marketing is where it's at. And so figuring out how to do that economically is important. A lot of people would compare organic marketing to paid marketing or paid advertising. And yes, paid advertising, man, it just stole a lot of money from us this year. It's still an important part of our strategy because we were able to acquire a lot of leads this year through paid advertising, but it's complicated. There's no clear path forward. We spent a lot of money per every single lead that we got. And it's, I mean, you don't ever retain all of the leads. So, you know, it's a sunk cost. And of course I want to avoid that so that we can return the money back to the business and increase the profit margin. So If paid isn't working or paid is challenging, your alternative is to go into organic marketing. And I'm really proud of the way that our team, specifically on the marketing side, has just shown up consistently from an organic perspective. They take the things from this podcast and they're sharing them on social. We are, you know, creating intentional opt-ins and lead magnets for people to join us. And You know, I'm very, very proud of what we've been able to do on that side. But I would encourage you to, as you look forward in 2024, that organic is going to be, have a greater return 
on your bottom line because it costs less, right? But there's not zero cost to it. That's something that's important to know because for me, organic a lot of times comes down to either creating something. So my team's time, skill, and knowledge have to go into the creation of that. And then on the other side, there's some content that I am having to create, especially when it comes to video or anything around there. And this podcast, right? So this is just a little bit of behind the scenes of what our year looked like in 2023. I am, of course, excited for 2024. I expect the market to remain about the same. And so I'm going in hopeful, but not hopeful that we're going to have like a brand new kind of year. I'm going in hopeful because I am still feeling that itch to innovate and to bring something new to the market. I expect in 2024, I am going to bring a product in. And instead of just having the director of operations certification program, you're going to see a new product on our shelves at some point this year. So I anticipate this year being a gratifying experience. And as long as business is exciting, fun, and I'm connected to it, I'm excited to stay in the game. So this is a little bit of what it looks like to have been in the Ops Authority, things that I'm proud of, things that we have opportunities to work on here. And I hope that you will take some time. I know it's the very last week of the year, but I hope that you'll take some time and reflect on what worked and what didn't work where your challenges were so that you can create a really strategic plan in 2024 to meet your expectations and perhaps exceed them by the end of the year. So friends, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful end of your year and a very prosperous 2024. We'll be back next week with a very amazing podcast interview with a dear friend and we will see you then. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.